Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome to Keep Calm and Mother On. This is a very special bonus holiday edition. I firmly believe that the best gift of all is time. Time is truly the only non-renewable resource we have. So to honor my priorities and to savor the time I have with my family and my kids, I'm going to pull from the archives for the next three Friday shows. So today, Christmas and January 1st, if you're listening in real time. For those three shows, they will be from the archives from some of my favorite moments and some of the most listened to moments. The show on January 1st will be the most listened to show of all of 2020. The show that's coming out today was released in October of 2019 with Kirk Martin. I hope that when you re-listen to it, that it gives you something new that you might not heard the first time, or if you're new to this podcast and you haven't heard one of these older episodes, that it helps you because there are so many options in motherhood. And as long as we're not serious all the time, too serious all the time, we have a we have a lot of choices we can make. And sometimes we just need to do the opposite. I hope you enjoy. Hi, everyone. I'm here today with one of my favorite online people. His name is Kirk Martin from Celebrate Calm. Kirk, can you say hi? Hello. I'm (laughs) glad to be here, Christy. Super excited to be. Yeah, I've been um, trying to connect with Kirk for almost a year, I think, with back and forth emails between hurricanes and storms and all sorts of things. But I wanted to have him on here because he understands the power of calm and as a mom with three kids around me all the time I'm always interested in how to find calm and to lead with calm so can you tell us a little bit about you Kirk um I I'll I'll do it briefly I was my dad was career military and you know what that's like yeah and so all I knew growing up was kind of like fear and intimidation, right? Like you just yell at the kids. And so I grew up with that. So when we had our um, son, Casey, that's all I knew to do. So it's fear and intimidation, yell and scream. I come home from work. There's Legos all over the floor. Why can't you have things picked up? And so my wife and I developed this really nasty little pattern. We were kind of perfectly imperfect for each other. So I didn't know how to control myself. And I put her in the position of having to manage my emotions for me because I couldn't control myself. So she was in that position of, well, do I stand up for my son? But if I do, now am I undermining my husband's authority? And there's this really nasty little thing going on. You know what we realized later on in marriage therapy is I basically ended up marrying my mother and 
uh, my wife ended up marrying her dad because my mom was that um, do everything for everybody else. My needs aren't important. I'm just here to serve everybody. And that's what my wife grew up with. Mm-hmm. Very much uh, make everybody else happy because that's the virtuous thing to do. Yep. Only, as you found, it ends up making you kind of old and bitter and resentful. Right. And so, yeah. So we had that whole dynamic going on until I realized because I spent my son's probably the first nine and a half years of his life. And he's really strong willed kid. Spent all that time trying to change him until it finally got through my thick man head that the quickest way to change his behavior was to first control my own. Right. Like I'd be like, you need to control yourself. You need to calm down. And he was like, Really? Like nobody (laughs) in this house knows how to calm down. So I started learning how to calm myself down. And when I did, I noticed his behavior changed dramatically. Um, My wife seemed to appreciate the fact that when I came home now, I was bringing calm into the home instead of escalating everything. And so it was really cool because it was just was about me controlling myself and nobody else which is kind of a cool thing. It is a really cool thing. It's a huge uh, relief, right? Like you're only in charge of you. Yes. I'm hard enough to manage myself. So that's like a full-time job, but it is, it's extremely, it's very liberating and I'm not going to do any politics stuff, but even with, but with politics, with everything else, like I don't feel the need to have to change other people's opinions to change. You know what I mean? It takes all that stress out of, changing other people. And I just focus on, okay, so what's my part in this? Mm -hmm. How do I change myself? And then it's just, it's so much more peaceful and enjoyable, enjoyable way to live life. Okay. So what, what made you decide that it was you? Was there like a magic moment, a pill, um, a book? You know, it was, I'm a fairly introspective guy, especially for a guy. And, um, I used to, I used to do these long walks cause it's kind of my thing of like how I talk to God and I'd be like, why'd you give us a son? Like he's difficult. Like what? Just change him. And you know, you get these little things. It doesn't mean it doesn't have to be a religious thing, but you get these little yeah. insights and these things. And it's kind of like, I kept feeling this thing of like, well, maybe he's made like this on purpose. And what if instead of changing him, you need to change. And I was like, I don't like that idea. Like, I'd easier just to be with change because then I didn't have to. So I, I, I don't remember reading anything. Uh-huh. I think it was partly a practical thing, which is all my years of trying to change him and other people never, ever, ever, ever worked. Mm-hmm. It just made people more frustrated. And so I just started trying it. Like, I'd come home and I just, you know, one of the coolest things I ever did, my stuff is not like brain surgery. But it's like I did the opposite. Right. So one day I was like, well, what I'm doing right now is getting me the opposite result that I want. So I walk in the home and I start barking orders and nobody does what I say. I try to rush my son to get out the door and he goes more slowly. So one day I thought, well, what if I just do an experiment and I do the opposite of what I'd normally do? Mm-hmm. And I remember coming home and instead of like walking in and starting bark, started barking, I sat down. And you've probably heard me speak or heard some of our stuff. We do like, I do a whole thing on like 
just sit down. I think that's the stuff when you like 10 years ago, I found you online at this point, I think. And it was one of it was during one of Adam's deployments. And I had a three year old and a one year old. So they weren't like pushing any limits. They were just being normal kids at that point. Right. Um, Sometimes strong willed and really hard when you're by yourself in the sit down thing that you're about to talk about. Like that's when I bought all your stuff. I was like, okay, like I will listen to this guy because that that worked sitting down in the middle of the storm. Well, you know, what's funny is I didn't really have any other strategies at the time. (laughs) So I don't even mention that one anymore. That did like, you know, I I, I'll give you one we use in our live workshops Uh like as a mom. You, uh, your kids are arguing with each other and fighting. It's going to happen every day. Mm-hmm. So mom can come in. Guys, you know what? I buy you all these toys and all these video games. All I'm asking for is a little bit of help around here. And now mom just brought all of her drama and added to their drama. Right. Mm-hmm. But if mom, And this will sound stupid, but it's really cool and it works. If mom were to walk in and like sit or lie down in the middle of the living room floor and like read a magazine or a book or just lay there. I guarantee you the two kids will stop fighting with each other because they're going to look over like, what are you doing? (laughs) And now you have an opportunity. You take back control of the situation, not by controlling the children, but by controlling yourself. Because when I come in, guys, all I'm asking for is a little. They know very, very quickly. Mom's exhausted. She's tired. She's fed up. Now all we have to do is push her buttons a little bit more and she'll freak and yep. leave the room, right? And so when I came in and I began to sit down, you lie down in the middle of the floor, what I'm communicating is I'm in complete control of myself. My yes is my yes, my no is my no. Like I'm not gonna repeat things 14 times, I'm not gonna lecture you. And there was something very grounding about doing that. And, um, Part of our background is we invite kids into our home. So we'd have 10, 15 volatile kids in our home at any one time. And what I found that worked really well with them is when I would just control my body posture, they would feed off of it. So if the kids were all out of control in my house, I would go and I'd lay down on the floor and they would stop what they were doing and look at me. And I would talk in a really even matter of fact voice. And it was it was magical. I was like, I could yell at them literally all day long and it really didn't do anything. Yeah. They were Teflon to it. Exactly. And they were like, oh, he'll eventually wear himself out. Yeah. There's the Charlie Brown teacher. They they know the wah, 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 wah. They'll just wait for you. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. That's every like mom, like almost, I know this offends mom sometimes. (laughs) The mommy lectures, kids, it's really important that you learn how you I, I think the martyr mom lecture is passed down from generation to generation it is, which is so like, I'm trying to kill it here. Like yeah. if you listen, people like, let's kill this together. <laughs> I have a question for you. I don't think I've ever asked anybody this. Okay. So one of my favorite, like, um, therapy questions is how does that serve you? Like, what do you get out? So when a mom's doing that passing down, cause it's almost like, cause I know there are dad ones. Yeah. Like, one more word, young man. Like that's uh-huh. a bad one. Yeah. You don't have to respect me, but you have to respect my furniture. <laughs> um, yep. For moms, like that thing where you're walking in the room, what does it, I've never really asked, what does it do for you? I'm curious. Um, usually when I get to that point, I don't know what I'm 
feeling until I say it out loud. Okay. Makes sense. And so like, it's just emotive thinking. (laughs) Most of it at this point, like when I feel myself doing it, like I don't even realize what's triggering me until I see everything around me and I start verbally spewing it like, and I do this and I do that. And I'm like, whoa, great. You catch yourself. I do catch myself now. Okay. Good for you. That's awesome. Well, we have code words. Like my kids will invite me to have chips and salsa. Oh, that's one of our. Things. Yes. Code words. Code words are the best. Um, or we have words. like my six year old will use some crazy animal. It changes by the month. That's like green rhino or orange hippo because there was a blog about that for a while. So all of them have a different way to remind me like, yo, mom, you won't let me do this. I won't let you do that. I know, but you're the parent. You get to do that. <laughs> that's what I always hear. Like dads are always like but I'm the authority figure in the home. And I'm like, but I think the authority figure is supposed to lead and lead by example. Yeah. People around. So I live in this position, right? Where my husband is a authority figure in a pretty major way for a bunch of sailors. And yeah, he, the, the job of his job is to hold the standard. So Parents, remember that you're holding the standard, right? Like that's the fireable offense for him if he doesn't hold the standard. Mm, that's good. So, okay. Well, that's, so that's you part- found yeah. calm by laying down on the ground and changing your body posture. So did you do other things to feed your calm? How did you know that something had changed like and kept going with this? Um, you know, what? I'm a guy. I'm very practical. When I saw my son's response change, okay. right? Because I used to escalate things. You know, keep it up, young man. Keep it up. You know, you keep that up, you're going to lose. So I was always escalating when he was upset. And he was a pretty emotional kid. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of our kids are. And then I would feed. I just keep adding emotion to it <laughs> until he got so upset. He would run up to his room. Right. So I, that whole thing like I do this thing a lot now at the live workshops because it's really interesting of the interaction between like dad mom and the kid Mm -hmm. so kids yelling his mom dad freaks out walks in you know how many times have I told you you don't yell at your mother dad sends him off to his room right like no food no Mm -hmm. video games for the rest of the week because yep you're banished they can't keep and so the dad walks away thinking well I just stood up for my wife and the wife's thinking, no, you didn't. You just screwed up the whole night. And I've got to spend two hours up in his room, calming him down, explaining that your dad doesn't hate you. He just has some unresolved issues from childhood. <laughs> right. And then this whole and then I'm resentful toward my wife because she went up. I would. Well, I wouldn't have to yell at your son if you weren't so soft and let him get away with everything, <laughs> which is a great way to wear, ruin your marriage, too. But um, but there's that whole dynamic. Right. Yeah. And so what I learned was, so I began coming home and Casey was like many of our kids, hold it together all day at school, come home, lose it on mom yeah. or whoever's there. And um, so when I came home, I'd be like, okay, so what, what's my job now? So I'm supposed to lead because when I'm yelling, I'm not leading. I'm mm-hmm. just barking orders. And so I started doing a thing where I come in and I learned this more at marriage therapy, but like Casey totally get that you're frustrated acknowledging like your wife mm-hmm. honey totally get that you're frustrated um even if i have no clue what <laughs> even if you are really overreacting yep. i just know not to say it now don't say uh, it just acknowledge uh, it just label just what you see 
That's why I try to teach men, like when they come to the live workshops, I'm like, look, all you have to remember from that one thing is this one phrase, honey, totally get that you're frustrated and then shut up and don't say another word and you will be like the world's best husband. Seriously, so, would, go, go send this 30 second clip to your husband and yeah, yeah. So that's the thing I like is because men will come out to our stuff because it's a man talking mm -hmm. about it and for some reason. It, guys kind of like our stuff. And um, so it's good because men need this, tend to need it more than um, moms do because moms listen to podcasts mm -hmm. and do parenting. And do. So we so I would walk in. I'd say, Casey, I can tell you're frustrated. And I'd like hold up a football and I go to the backyard and I'd say, hey, when you're ready, if you want to come outside, I'll help you with whatever you're struggling with. Or I'd invite him into the living room and say, hey, I'm going to dump out the Legos. Love to build like a spaceship with you. So what I was doing was I'm de-escalating. I'm acknowledging that he's upset, but then I'm leading him. And I'm getting him to move a little bit, and he's following me. And what was cool was he would come and do stuff with me then. And one beautiful part was then we were together, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of like, go to your room. If you can't use nice tone in the house, go to your room, which is kind of like, I'm sending my child away from the very person who has the wisdom and tools to help them. Right? Yep. Yeah. You're so on You're unattaching yourself from him. Yeah, I'm like, I, well, I guess what I was really saying when Casey was little was I need you to behave mm -hmm. because if you don't behave, I'm not sure I can. Yeah. You don't want to see me angry. Right. Like I was very needy. And so when I started calming him down, for me, it was very addictive. Cause I was like, whoa, I like, I, I got his pat. I was like, I'm a man who just handled a hard situation, <laughs> right? Like I can do that stuff all day long at work, but in the home, I was like, I don't know how to do this. And now all of a sudden I'm playing catch with my son or we're sitting building with Legos. And I'm learning to listen. And he's like, dad, I'm frustrated about this. And I'd be like, yeah, I'd be frustrated too. So what do you want to do differently next time? Because you know, yelling at your mother just makes you, you're going to lose all your stuff. And I know you don't like doing it. I don't know where it came from. I just started doing it and I got addicted to it. Cause I was like, this is cool. Like our home life is so much better. And so I did, I wanted to throw this out before I forgot it. I, I don't know. I probably stole this phrase from someone, but it was, um, I learned that the greatest gift I gave my wife or my family was not what I did for them. It was what I did for myself because, huge. yeah, because I can bring my wife flowers all day long. But if I'm still escalating everything, she's like, mm, I'd rather have you go away on a business trip. Right. Mm -hmm. But when I started taking care of myself and really focusing on myself, I noticed I was better for everybody around me. And so it was this, but it's so counterintuitive, right? Like, I mean, you, you're all over this stuff. It's but very so counterintuitive. counterintuitive. And moms struggle like heck with it because they're like, oh, it sounds so selfish. Yeah. Do what I'm like, no, it's not at all. Okay, so I will say that I did your 30 Days to Calm program. I think it's changed names or been rebranded to something. Maybe it hasn't. The generational one? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's still the 30 Days to okay. Calm. It used to be called something else because I like to repackage it. Yeah, so I did 30 right. Days to Calm, and a big, huge part of that was self-respect. So why do you think self-respect is the key to calm parenting? 
Well, I think, I mean, one thing we say is that, look, I mean, you can't really demand respect from another person, mm-hmm. right? Like, you have to respect me. Okay. You have to <laughs> demand it. You don't have it. Like, that, that's just, you're not really demanding respect. You're just demanding kind of blind obedience and just, you're really just saying, I want you to be afraid to say anything mm-hmm. right now. So I want to be a listen. dictator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of want to be the dictator. And so this kind of stings a little bit, but sometimes I'll tell moms, I'll like, you know, if I'm being honest, the reason your kids don't respect you is because you don't respect yourself. And I'll give you a good one. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Moms tend to, and I get why you do it. Moms tend to revolve everything around the kids. And some of that is just plain normal and you kind of have to, mm-hmm. right? Like, but some of it goes a little bit too far. But what the kids end up seeing is, mom, your time isn't really important because you never do anything for yourself. Mm-hmm. Everything's about us. So if I'm running late, so what? It's mm-hmm. not like you have anything to do important. You're just a mom. Do you know what I mean? Like there's this whole. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There's that total dynamic. And yeah, it starts off right with infants. And of course, you have to do everything. But like we don't taper it. We don't get rid of it. Not at all. Not even in a teenager. No. You know, with uh, moms of teens, I love this idea. Um, I had this idea once because I was working with a family. And I'm like, so I told the hubby, I was like, here's what we need to do. Um, mom's job is done. Like she's no longer mommy. So let's let her graduate from mommy to mom. Cause you'll never stop being a mom. Mm-hmm. My mom's 86. She tells, still tells me to put my jacket on when it's cold. I'm like, mom, 53. Like, I, <laughs> I did wear a jacket when I was little. I'm not going to wear one now, <laughs> but you're my mom and you'll always be. Mm-hmm. But, um, I had the mama dad. I was like, here's what I want you to do. Let's, um, have mom, uh, the original idea. And you probably heard it in 30 days to come was resign. Like mm-hmm. resign from your job. My job is to no longer take care of you in every single respect, right? I'm not going to make your food all the time. I'm not going to do everything for you. But I wanted a dad to have like a graduation ceremony, right? Like almost like a retirement. Like we're going to take mom and the kids out to a nice dinner and I'm going to make up a little plaque or a little thing and say, mom is now retiring as your mommy. She's done her job. She cleaned up all of your messes, your vomit and everything else for the last 14 years. So I want to honor my wife and honor that she's done a great job, but it's now time for her to retire and to now throw herself into things that she's passionate about. Mm -hmm. And there's something beautiful because it's a nice way of honoring your wife and Mm -hmm. and mom. And a single mom can do the same thing of like going out to dinner with the kids and saying, guys, I just want to let you know, uh, I'm resigning or I just, I just, I, I've got my 20 years in, so I get my gold watch <laughs> Yep. and here are my expectations now, because now I'm going to start doing some things that I love and that bring me joy. And I expect you guys to start acting like the young men, young women that you are. And there's something very grounding about that. And even the confidence that comes with it of saying, I've done a good job. And then it's time for you guys to step up. And I'm just going to drink a lot of wine from now on. And get a book. I'm kidding. We're not gonna <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I think there's so much there that I really like the idea of that. That retirement ceremony for that type of mothering. Older. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think it's a transition and acknowledges I've done it. 
mm-hmm. did a good job. And now I'm moving on to a different phase of my life mm-hmm. because that just in the teen years, it'll drive you crazy because it's, and, and that's when you see like when the kids start pulling away and becoming a little bit more independent, like, don't you want to, don't you want to give me a kiss? Goodbye. I'm like, no, I don't even want to be seen with you in front of my friends. Right. And I know that hurts at first, but it's a, it, it means you did a good job and your kids feel safe to go off and be independent. Right. I know that's hard for mom. So that is hard. I hope that you've really, really enjoyed the first part of this interview with Kirk Martin. Next Friday, I'll release part two. And wow, there is a call for a revolution in part two. And I can't wait to hear what you think about it. But before we wrap up, remember, you can always find Kirk and his son, Casey, over at CelebrateCalm.com. Here is today's self-care activity. For today's self-care activity, I want you to journal about the things that you want to retire from right now. Maybe you can't retire from parts of parenting right now, but you can retire from other activities that you should be saying no to. So take some time, about five minutes, and journal what you're retiring from. Make it an official ceremony. Hold yourself accountable. Maybe take some girlfriends out to dinner or just go on a date with your spouse about it. But retire from the things that aren't working for you anymore. The play idea for today is to play the opposite game, right? Because that's what Kirk realized he needed to do was to do the opposite to find calm and bring peace into his house. He needed to do his opposite. So I thought this would be a fun game to play with our kids. So the best idea I have for you is to have some index cards and write words like stop on one side and go on the other. Write big on one side, small on the other. Right, skip on one side and crawl on the other. And for the fourth card, I want you to write swim on one side and fly on the other. And your kids can determine what these actions will look like. But what you're going to do is you're just going to say go. And that means everyone has to stop. Or if you say skip. That means they actually have to crawl because that's the opposite of crawl for you on your index card. So whatever you say, they have to do the opposite of. Be kind, be silly, be brief with this game and have so much fun. Just pause, connect and play. You don't get this ordinary day back. You've got this. You are the right mom for the job. I have no doubts about it. Have a great weekend, and I'm so excited that you listened. Please continue the conversation with me on Instagram. Go find me at Everyday Runner Christy so we can talk about the nuggets that you found and some things that maybe ruffled your feathers. Can't wait to see you over there. Bye. Yikes!
I don't know about you, but I'm really glad that I took the time to re-listen to that show. If you want to, please send me an email and tell me what stood out for you this time listening. Or if it was your first time, I love hearing from you. I still think that you're exactly the right mom for your kids. And your kids are exactly the right kids for you. Now, I'm going to go enjoy and give the best gift of all, my time to my family. Bye, everyone.